Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Project BCF. We are your best cousin friends, Sam and Chris. And today we're going to have, of course, our favorite (laughs) unstructured talk time. Some more good this or that's. And today we're going to be discussing the anime Haikyuu. Okay, first, unstructured talk time. Chris has a lot of opinions, I'm told, (laughs) or she has things to say. So here's where she will say them. (laughs) I actually don't have a topic for this week. It's more of stories that happened to me this week that I wanted to tell Sam, but thought it might be interesting if I just said it while we were recording. So maybe Sam will have nothing to say. She might just stare at me and then roast me (laughs) silently. (laughs) But it's fine, whatever. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was something that happened earlier this week. I think it was on Thursday. It was a very hectic day and backstory so i adopted a dog four months ago and this dog is kind of needy and has a lot of behavior problems and ever since we got him we have been doing alone training basically to help with his separation anxiety so every day we'll like leave for five minutes and then as time goes by it'll be like longer and longer like 10 minutes 15 minutes an hour So on Thursday, we were like, oh, we'll do some alone training, hopefully be able to stay outside for an hour and a half. Just so happens that the gardener decided to come. First of all, he went nuts when he saw the gardener when we weren't there. We were alone training. Anyway, so the gardener comes. He's like making all this ruckus. He's like cutting the trees. After he leaves, we go back in. The dog is fine. And then I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. So I go to the stove to turn on the gas and make some dumplings. And the stove is not turning on. And I'm like, uh, I wonder what happened. Maybe it just like cut out for a second and I just can't turn it on. Uh, oh, well, I'll, I'll try again in like an hour or so. So like, well, I guess I can't eat dumplings. So I like order ramen, <laughs> whatever. It's fine. I don't think about it for a couple more hours. And then I end up thinking, oh, maybe I should think about how to fix this stuff because I tried it again a couple hours later and it still didn't work. And then I talked to my sister. She's the account owner on the gas account. So I had to like get all her information. It was just so hectic. And then I told my boyfriend and my boyfriend was like, oh, maybe I'll ask my dad. The first thing his dad said was, did you try your hot water? And I was like, oh, crap. Run to the shower to turn on the hot water. Like, please, God, please let there be hot water. It's like nine o'clock already. So I had a call the gas company and be like um i don't have hot water and she was asking does your stove work does your dryer work does your like heating work and i was like no 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 i was silently panicking and then she's like i can get someone out tonight they don't have end time but they just like finish when all the orders are done like the technicians i was like yes by this time it was almost 10 i was like oh crap please i will stay up till one if i could shower in hot water because i love hot showers this is not a unique take. <laughs> no one is like, I fucking hate a hot shower. But okay, keep going. I, okay, mine are like sizzling hot, okay? My boyfriend came back and he was like, oh, they're not going to fix it. He takes a cold shower. I don't think he even washes his face because he's like, it's so cold. So the technician comes and I was just like very surprised that he came so fast. I was like, oh, thank the Lord. He was just the nicest guy 
And also he kind of looked at me weird because he was like, where's your meter? And then I was like, is it this thing? And he's like, no, that's your water heater. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know where anything is in this property. So you go to the meter and then he's like, oh, did anyone come by today? And I was like, yeah, the gardener came by. And he's like, he probably knocked your earthquake valve. Oh, oh, I forgot an important point. So when I called the gas company, the lady was like, oh, if they have to turn on your earthquake valve or reset it, it'll cost $78. And I was thinking, $78? like reset something he was like oh okay i can reset your earthquake valve i'm pretty sure it's your your gardener touched your earthquake valve but it'll cost 78 dollars." and i was like mm, how difficult is this and he looked at me like and i was like i'm just wondering you have to describe the look this is an audio only podcast <laughs> he kind of just looked at me side eye like uh she really like questioning the price of this so i was like uh, and then he took out a screwdriver and he's like, here, you do it. And I was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no, 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 go ahead. And then he's like, just turn this knob here with the screwdriver. And he's like, oh, after that, you reset it. So you don't have to pay $78. You reset it yourself. I didn't do it. I was like, so, so happy that he didn't charge me. Like he was just so nice about it. And it was just like so fast. And I just, I guess I'm telling you the story because he renewed my faith in humanity. And he's the nicest guy I've met in a year, over a year, because I haven't met any other humans <laughs> in over a year. Okay, we're going to need to condense <laughs> this story down about... <laughs> that was so much background information. <laughs> I'm not a good storyteller, okay? I thought your dog was going to have something to do with it, but no. He disappeared. He was very involved for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, there was something else with the dog. After I reset it, the, the technician was like, can we go in and, and check if the hot water is running? And then as we go up the steps, he's like, oh, do you have a dog? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. Maybe we shouldn't go in. I think I'm just like, was very shocked by his kindness because I feel like my, my dog goes crazy if any stranger comes in. And I was just like, oh, he's just such a nice guy. So that's the extent of the dog in my story. <laughs> Gotta say, it's not very important to the story. All right, you know what? I don't tell stories very well. They're more like anecdotes, okay? <laughs> it's more like the preamble to every book. Instead of Lord of the Rings, we're at The Hobbit. And then I'm like, how are we going to get to Lord of the Rings every time? <laughs> Is that every time I tell a story... Well, you got to sit through The Hobbit to understand The Lord of the Rings, so it's fine. I mean, you don't really. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, famously, you don't really need to read The Hobbit to understand Lord of the Rings. I'm going to try to give myself a break in editing. Let's condense this down. You went outside to alone train your dog. While you were doing that, the gardener accidentally hits this thing called an earthquake valve which apparently costs $78 to fix, and that is a very steep price. So your hot water and your gas turn off, but you don't notice for a couple hours. Then, at night, you panic due to your boyfriend's dad, and then you call the company. The guy shows up super quick and is very nice and does not charge you the $78 because he lets you fix the earthquake valve yourself. You feel happy that humanity is nice to you because you haven't talked to anyone in a year. (laughs) He doesn't scare your dog. End of story. (laughs) Were you taking notes? How do you know? What do you mean? (laughs) Wow. 
I'm just... It looks like you're reading off of something. No, I'm looking at my mic levels <laughs> just to double check. <laughs> Why would I take notes on that story? Because <laughs> it's so interesting, of course. Well, I'm happy you had a good human experience. I don't really want to talk about this, but I do think maybe we should just say this week we're filming March 21st. And so the Atlanta spa shootings just happened this week. And I think I was just so fed up. It's been really hard to Mm -hmm. find the silver lining in these days. And I guess that's the terrible part of racism is that it's just so underlying and insidious that it just goes into your brain without you even noticing. So it's good that you had a good experience this week for once. For once, you experienced good humanity. Exactly. I do have a story, (laughs) okay, an anecdote about casual racism that didn't happen to me but it happened to my boyfriend while he was out walking our dog do you want to hear it are you gonna condense this too i'll try Um, to keep it lord of the rings okay (laughs) i mean i will we'll review the tapes we'll review the tapes (laughs) no tell it you have to tell it now you can't preamble and then not tell the story yeah with my stories it's like the hype it's like the (laughs) pre-hype That makes it exciting. And then the climax just kind of tapers off. (laughs) You said it yourself. I didn't say anything. Yeah, with everything that's been happening this week, it's kind of like I look back on some stuff and I'm like, hmm, yeah, casual racism at work. And I was kind of brought up to think, oh, just like brush it off and work hard and stay humble and don't rock the boat. Don't, Don't report stuff. The older I get, the more I'm like, oh, it's just so present everywhere like someone will say something that's casual racism to you and then in the moment you'll be like hmm huh okay brush it off and then like later on you kind of think about it and you're like hmm that wasn't very right that's my preamble by the way (laughs) the story about my boyfriend and the dog was he was taking our dog on a walk and it was a very bright day i guess and my dog was squinting into the sun and some lady was i guess outside her house or also outside walking her dog and shook up a conversation with him and said something along the lines of oh wow your dog has chinese eyes just like you and then she (laughs) also said something like oh my mailman is japanese i don't think he said anything to it but i think he was just like what does that have to do with anything First of all, like the dog thing is just kind of weird. I think she also said like, oh, my dog is a Lhasa Apso, which is a Chinese breed. And it's kind of just like, okay. It's one of those things where you're like, why are you telling me this information? Doesn't really concern me. Or is this how you're striking up conversation with me talking about Mary's? Oh, I have to say my boyfriend is half too. So she's kind of making assumptions here, right? That he's Asian. I would even add he looks a little bit white passing. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Like, in my opinion, when I first met him, I wasn't like I knew he was half just because I knew he was half because he told me. But I, th- I don't think at first impression I would know right away. Like, like he's just a white guy. I'm sorry. Significant other <laughs> of, of Chris. I think that's the weird part about casual racism. It's you're making a bunch of assumptions. She's assuming that he's Chinese. She's assuming that that has to do that has something to do with why her mailman is Japanese. I think the thing that I was most I was just like what the heck about was she said our dog had Chinese eyes. 
And dogs can't really have Chinese eyes. You know, like, dogs just have eyes. First of all, we had them for like three months. So it's like, it's not like you gave birth to the dog. Exactly. I adopted a dog. I don't even know where he came from. He's a mix. He's a mutt. That happened like maybe a month ago, just like walking in the neighborhood. So I guess the moral of the story is it can happen to anyone and it can happen in passing without you even talking to anyone, wanting to talk to anyone. And you're still taken aback. Yes. On that topic, like, you know how you said you're brought up to just kind of brush it off, like feel whatever about it. So I think I was the same way, but actually my significant other, he's like pretty vocal and I've learned a lot from him in terms of speaking up for myself and defending myself properly. He gets it a lot. Like people have straight up called him a chink to his face and he has always fought back against that. And so now I am at a point where if that were to happen to me, which it never does, that's the weirdest thing. Like if me and him go out together, he doesn't get racism, but anytime he goes out alone, he gets it. So I don't know, maybe it's just, it's like a couple thing. I have no idea. And I very rarely experience racism to my face. Like maybe once I was called a chink at Costco, but not to the extent that he's had to experience it. So it's just overwhelming. And I guess now we're really seeing how racism is just killing all of us. It's just killing all of us. That's mm-hmm. the message. And this is like such a depressing topic and we're supposed to be like <laughs> yeah. a funny podcast. No, I, I mean, it's, I think it's worth it to talk about even if it's not funny. And it's something that's been obviously happening, especially this week. So I think it's okay to talk about and it's unstructured talk time. <laughs> it's literally anything we want. So yeah, Ugh. it's just so depressing. Mm-hmm. not even depressing it just feels like shit yeah i don't know if i'm depressed but it just is an added thing on your mental plate that you mm-hmm. have to continuously think about and sometimes yeah you just go to social media for an escape but you don't end up getting it because every day you're reminded that trump said mm-hmm. china virus and now people are dying for it you know like that's mm-hmm. just the truth yeah it's like words make people feel validated that they feel a certain way and then those those people thinking that oh it's okay to think like that turns other people into being like oh that's okay too so my actions are okay too then and i think in the past year the escalation to that has been just explosive it's just crazy how much slander asian americans will get for a government that's not even theirs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like a business that's not even theirs the only way i can change someone else's government is to go move to that country become a citizen and then go vote there but i'm not a citizen i was born here you know like i don't know Mm -hmm. what to do about that i know even growing up i have had like an identity crisis because it's like my parents taught me to be proud of being asian like chinese you know send me to chinese school and oh we're eating this obviously the type of cuisine but then they send you to american public school which is It's like you don't belong in either, but you're supposed to belong in both. (laughs) And I think a lot of people have this dilemma within themselves too. And now I feel like it's turned into let's be okay with what we are. We're both and we're neither, but maybe that's okay. We're carving out our own identity for ourselves now. I think we've set our piece where it's just like we feel, maybe I'll just speak for myself. It's just so tiring. It's just a very tiring experience. Especially this week, it just feels really heavy. Rest in peace to those eight victims. You obviously didn't deserve anything. And all we can do is hope that 
the American justice system actually does its job. I think mm-hmm. everything else has been said. Everything piece that is coming out is probably going to articulate these feelings better than us. The last thing I would wrap up with is just treat each other like humans. Yeah, treat people with dignity. It is not that hard, but as a society, we're still learning how to do that, I guess. Sadly. All right, let's move on to greener pastures. <laughs> also, this section is turning for me is turning into would you rather. It's not exactly this or that. It can be whatever we want. This is our podcast. <laughs> no, we rules. can call it this or that and turn it into would you rather. Okay, should I go first? Sure. Oh, is it the one from last okay. week? Yeah. Okay. So this is a carryover question that we thought of last week, but we talked for way too long last week, so let's put it in here. If you were in Love Catcher, which is a Korean reality TV show, would you choose Love or Money? And okay, I'll do a background. So Love Catcher is a Korean reality TV show where you go on the show and it's supposed to be a dating show, but with a twist. So you can either choose to be in the show for love or money and there's a bunch of rules that basically how you can win the money and how you can lose money so anyways the point is you'll either just choose if you're going into the house to make money or to find love so which one would you choose i think we should add also people don't find out until the very end and then three quarters of the way through you can switch usually people who came for love but didn't find anyone can choose to change it to money and then try to seduce someone so it's kind of like a mind game oh and you can vote people out if you suspect someone is for money you can cast them out Mm -hmm. and there's obviously all these twists in the reality show where they tell you how many girls chose money how many guys chose money and then etc etc so it's one of those keep you guessing reality shows Mm -hmm. it's actually really good i like really enjoyed that one yeah it's a fun concept i would choose I'm going into the show as me, right? I'm single and... Yeah. Who else would you be going into the show? Like, if I could put my myself in the shoes of Seta, I would choose Love. Because she and that guy that she ended up with, they just clicked so much. And it was so obvious that he was into her from the beginning. Is it the one who she switched to Love? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she oh. switched to Love at the end. She started off with money. Yeah, they have their own YouTube channel now and... She's a full-time influencer. She's not at that bank job anymore. Okay, so you're choosing love? You're you. You're not someone else. I think I would choose love. If I'm living in Korea, I'm good-looking and like I'm single and not doing anything. I think I would choose love and hope for the best. Because I think the whole manipulation thing is it's a little bit difficult to do that in front of someone's face in person. To continuously lie to them. Yeah, like pretend you're really into them and then secretly you're thinking, I just gotta, you know, make this person fall for me and then I can get a whole bunch of money. You're banking on so many things. Like you're banking on that person thinking you are into them. It's just so much mind games. I think I would rather go in and be honest. I think there are two people on the show that everyone thought they're like, oh, definitely money. They came out love. You look back on it and you're like, oh, yeah, they were just very innocent. Like they didn't play the game, which makes it, I guess they have the least screen time. So I would not, I would not be on the screen for very long. Yeah. So you wouldn't be successful, but you might find love. Exactly. Okay. Should I give my answer now? 
Why do you disagree? Yeah, I would choose money. Because, as you said before, you can switch later. So let's say you do get tired of deceiving a potential partner. You could switch to love, but I think going in, I would always choose money. Because if you choose love, you really don't gain anything if it doesn't work out for you. So let's say you choose love and the guy who's pursuing you, you're not really that into. And then at the end, he's the only person who gives you whatever his choice, that you're his choice. You would get nothing out of that exchange. Do you know what I mean? You would end up with nothing. Whereas at least if you choose the money, at least you get money out of that exchange. And think maybe it's the Slytherin in me. I am a very typical Slytherin. Well, I hope you can tell that through the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, if you choose love and it doesn't work out your way, you get nothing. You just waste your time on this show. Well, I mean, not a waste of time. Of course, you get exposure and whatever. But it's nice to get money for your time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just I mean, they get money regardless. There's an appearance fee. There's it's not like there's nothing for each cast member. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better to get more money? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm the only person who thinks that. <laughs> no, I'm sure a lot of people think that. I think I just have like a very positively naive idea of single life in Korea. Because in the heart signal yeah. question too, I was like, it would be fun to challenge myself in like trying to chase someone. Like I think that's kind of similar to this like oh i'm gonna go for love and like hope for the best okay i would also this is how manipulative i would be if i found a partner that i actually click with and i still chose money i would probably keep money till the end i would win the money if they were to choose me and i chose them i would take the money and then i would just be like yo i'll split it 25 75 let's try to date now I would probably do that if they were down with it, I think. You know, you can feel it out, but I might even suggest that. Just be like, dude, like, come on, this is a reality show. It's a reality show. Like, the point is you choose love or money. There must be something in the contract that's like, you have to be honest with your feelings. No, I'm saying at the end, when it's revealed, they're like, you betrayed me. And I'll be like, yeah, I did for the camera. And then I think off camera, I would probably say... Hey, like I actually did oh really like God. you. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I had to deceive you, but I'll I'll split some money with you because we technically both. It took two of us to get this. I mean, yeah, but that person is still gonna feel. It's like the human element of betrayal. Even if the person took the yeah. money, they're still gonna be like, mm, don't really know if I'm gonna go out with you though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I understand that, but. <laughs> I would understand if it happened to me, you know, I would understand if someone chose money and I chose love. I don't know what's happening in their life. They could really be struggling financially, you know? There's too many what ifs in this question. Like, oh, what if I meet the love of my life? What if I could split it with the person that I betrayed? Even that girl that was really popular in Love Catcher, she caught all of the guys to confess to her almost. And she is rumored to be dating Top. That's just some crazy shit. (laughs) But like, if she had chosen money, oh my god, she'd be so rich. (laughs) If she had chosen money. And she ended up choosing the fucking guy who chose money anyways. So I'm like, dude, you just played yourself. If you were also money, he would have just lost. It's true. And I think she should have chosen the other guy. The other guy was so great. Inwook. 
Yeah, he was the yeah. best. He was fit and good looking, and he owned his own business, and and he was like really adamant about Chasey. Like he was a great guy. So I don't know why she didn't choose him. Obviously now, who cares? She's dating Top. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Or she is rumored to be dating Top. I don't know. All right, should we go on to the next question? Yeah. What question do you want to do? Which day of the week is better, Friday or Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> I choose Saturday because on Saturday I can sleep in, but on Friday I still have to get up to work. But Friday you, know. you are looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, but Saturday is the weekend. <laughs> but then it's one day closer to the weekend being over. Yeah, that's how time works. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, I would choose Saturday too. <laughs> Dude, this question sucks. How dare you roast me for my questions? <laughs> What's wrong with this question? It's a good question. But we both chose the same day immediately. <laughs> okay, fine. I have another one. Would you rather walk around Disneyland in high heels or a tight mini skirt? Both are so unappealing. Exactly. But I would say mini skirt. I'll just wear like boxer shorts under my mini skirt or something. Ew. Ew. <laughs> what? It's like a very tight mini skirt. So you're saying I can't wear biker shorts or something under? I can't wear Spanx? You can wear your underwear. Spanx or underwear? Can I wear Spanx? Yeah, I guess that's fine. Oh uh, yeah, then I'll choose that. Because honestly, you'll injure your feet if you walk around Disneyland in high heels all day. But, but you risk people injured. looking up your skirt if you wear a skirt. I'm wearing tight. Spanx, bro. <laughs> All right, I guess this question Go isn't ahead. good either. <laughs> Wait, what would you choose? I'm sure it's the mini skirt, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bad question asker now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Didn't think really hard this week, to be honest. Great. <laughs> okay, give me a good okay. one. I, I need to look through my list again. Okay. So this is my question from last week that we didn't get to answer as well. Would you rather have a coworker who mansplains everything to you or someone who takes credit for your work once a quarter? Everything is refutable though, right? Like if he starts to mansplain mm -hmm. to me, I can like, no, that's not how it really works. And if he takes my credit, then it's like I can go to my boss and be like, no, I actually did this. Yeah, everything is refutable. But, you know, office politics don't really favor women victims <laughs> so yeah true. everything is refutable but just keep in mind office politics are as they are now you know i'd rather take the mansplainer you know why i think it's happened to me often and in the past so i it's like i've already had a taste of that and i don't know if i've had someone take credit for my work but I feel like that could have more difficult consequences. Like maybe I couldn't do well in the performance review or maybe I have a bad public image within the company because he has been taking credit for some of the stuff that I've been doing. Whereas like the mansplaining thing, go ahead and mansplain. Like I don't have to, I don't have to listen to you, right? Eventually, would you reach a breaking point where you say, fuck off, never mansplain to me again? Maybe. I guess how often is it happening? I'm saying the mansplaining can happen every day. At any time? Yeah. Oh. Whereas the taking credit for your work only happens once a quarter? No, I'd rather take mansplaining. I can tune him out. I can be like, oh, I already knew that. You can say a bunch of stuff to make them stop talking. 
And I did have a coworker in the past that just talked a lot. And there's ways to deter someone from talking. It doesn't, you know. (laughs) I'm very good at ignoring people. It's really true. I don't know how you ever come back to talking to someone from a fight. I'm sure I could do it. It's just that, especially in a professional work environment, if I get angry, if a coworker crossed the line or their personality does not gel with mine, I can continue to work with them. That's fine. But like, I don't have to be nice to you. We're here to get a job done. My job at this company is not to make you feel good or to make friends, really. We're here to get something done and we get paid for it. So if I think about it in that sense, yeah, the mansplainer. I can completely think of that relationship as being like a professional one. If he crosses that line, I just ignore him. Like, disappeared from my world. (laughs) Terrace House reference. (laughs) Yeah. What would you choose? I think it is really difficult, but I actually might choose the one where someone would take credit for my work once a quarter. Because I feel those people who mansplain, for some reason, they have a lot of self-confidence and pull within companies usually. Like companies will and managers will say, oh, that guy really has a strong sense of direction or confidence and he's a soft skill leader or something like that. And if he mansplains something to you every day, I would start talking back. Like I just know naturally I would just start getting mouthy. I would start getting pissed. I don't know if I could hang on to my own reputation without coming off as a huge bitch. And I mean, I don't think it's a wrong thing to be a huge bitch in that situation, but it would probably be more detrimental to me because I would probably go off. It would probably consume me. Whereas once a quarter, yeah, once a quarter, I think I can just tell my boss, like, here are the emails. I did it. Do you know what I mean? There's always ways you can back up that you did your work. That's true. Yeah. And it's like you will always be the one to explain your work to a future potential employer. That is really only going to happen inside that company that you're working at for the time being. It's not like forever. That's a good point. Just my personality, I could probably not take that every day without it just ruining me, my mental health. And then I'll just spread vitriol throughout the whole company like I'll just go crazy and sure they would hate that so (laughs) I think I have to choose the other one your points make valid sense but I I'm really good at ignoring people (laughs) your turn okay what would you rather go to if you could rewind time would you rather go to an Arashi concert or a Beyonce concert (laughs) Oh, that's easy though. Okay, so for background information, I am a huge Beyonce stan, but I have seen Beyonce in concert approximately five times, right? Yeah. So, and I've never seen Arashi, and I've always wanted to see them because their concerts look so joyful. They have a lot of production in their concerts, let's be honest. I don't want to say it's more than Queen Bee because I don't want the beehive to kill me, but if you go look at an Arashi concert, it's fucking crazy. They're doing shit that is not done anywhere else they're flying on bungee cords there there's stages that move everywhere before that was commonplace in north america you know they were doing it 15 years ago so i would want to see arashi and they disbanded now so it's kind of like i never got to see them and i cry inside because i just never got to see them and it was something i've always wanted to do hey what if it was the last concert for each one Oh, like Beyonce's about to retire? 
Mm-hmm. I would choose Arashi because it's different. Mm. Like Beyonce is a solo artist, but there's a difference to watching a group live. You know what I mean? It's a very different experience to see a group that you've watched their reality shows, you watch other mm. concerts, you watch the music videos versus Beyonce, who is mostly known for her music, not really all of those other things. She doesn't have a reality show. She doesn't have funny clips and she doesn't bring her four other alleged best friends on stage. Okay, she did in Destiny's Child, but you know what I mean? She's not doing that now. <laughs> she doesn't have i think you said she doesn't have funny clips (laughs) yeah she does she doesn't i'm sorry beyonce is a lot of things but she's not always known for her comedic talent except for that time when (laughs) that guy's at the concert and he shows her that his last name is Knowles, and she's like are you my cousin and he's like i'm your husband and she's like no (laughs) that's like one of the only funny clips that she has (laughs) Versus the zillion clips of Arashi that are funny. Yeah, like Aiba falling off the stool. (laughs) It's always a good one. (laughs) That's true. I would choose the same thing. Specifically for me, because I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. I'm going to redo the question for you. Okay, fine. Final concert of EXO as 12 versus final concert of Arashi. Oh, this is too hard. I can't choose. <laughs> no, choose. <laughs> I'm vetoing this question. No, choose. You have it to cannot choose. be answered. You have it to cannot choose. be answered because it's too difficult. No, I'm sorry. You can't refuse the question. <laughs> there's no veto option. Hmm. There, there's a veto option. I can't answer this question. <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. No, I'm not answering this question. <laughs> I'll re-redo this question. I don't know why you can't answer it. Okay, Arashi, final concert, or DBSK is five, final concert. What? How is that? I can't answer this one either. I can't answer it either. (laughs) No. You know why? Because they're both so legendary. Okay, but... All of those three, I still can't. This is a really boring... How are you not giving an answer? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, fine. Let me think about it for a second. This is EXO's final concert as... Sorry, I'm answering the first question. EXO's final concert as 12, 12, you said. But after Chris leaves, there's going to be 11. Like, final concert as 11, right? Would you rather go see final concert as 11? What do you mean? I'm just saying there's going to be a final concert as 11, a final concert as 10. Oh, like you can see all the members leaving. <laughs> sure, I guess. Okay, then I'll choose Arashi. Oh, that's a surprise. Aren't you supposed to be an mm-hmm. EXO stand? I am. I'm the biggest one. But Arashi was around for so, so, so long. And you're right about their production value in concerts. And I'm not saying EXO doesn't have that, but... The reason I asked that EXO as 11, 10, 9 thing is that they're going to keep going because SM is never going to let go of them, basically. If they leave the company, there will still be members that will stay as EXO, I think. They won't let go of the name, so there will still be EXO concerts, which will still be good. But there's never been like an Arashi subunit or like any member changes. True. Good choice. And it's just really hard to get any ticket. 
even in pre-COVID concert, they made it super strict to get a ticket. Only fan club members, and then you can't transfer anything. Fan club members had to like scan their face or something. It was just this whole ordeal. So it's very exclusive also versus like EXO concert, like anyone can go. It's a good choice. I mean, I choose Arashi too. So what are you watching this week? So this week I am watching Haikyuu, which is an anime. And full disclosure, I've watched this a long time ago and I watched every episode, every OVA, everything. But this week I asked Chris to watch it because I thought it would be a good anime to get her started into this world. She's not very versed in it, and I wouldn't say I'm an expert either, but whatever. So I'll just quickly read the summary. The story follows Shoyo Hinata, a boy determined to become a great volleyball player despite his small stature. You look like you have a lot to say. (laughs) I don't have a ton to say, but I just, I've only gotten to like five episodes, so. Yes. But that was more than I thought you were going to watch, to be honest. (laughs) Because animes really aren't your thing. It's hard to get started, I guess, in a new realm when you want to watch a dubbed Chinese drama instead. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, those are really fun too, okay? (laughs) I know. I'm sure you're going to make me watch one. See, that's the give and take, the beauty of the show. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. I thought this would be a good one though because it's not really an anime that's focused on super mystical and extraordinary things. It's a really simple story about sports and even though you might not like sports, it becomes a vehicle for the story for other things. If you keep watching, you'll see it's about sports but it's not about sports. It's about life. It's one of those stories. It's like a regular comparable to like Friday Night Lights, although I don't think it's comparable at all. (laughs) I think both people in those fandoms would be really mad about that. But you know what I mean. It's a story for life told through sports. So Mm -hmm. what did you think? (laughs) Yeah, preface about my background in anime. I really have only watched Sailor Moon and Pokemon as anime. (laughs) You watched Your Name. Ah, yeah, Your Name. Does Studio Ghibli stuff count as anime? Maybe not. Maybe that's like animation. Yeah. So yeah, full disclosure, I don't really like watching anime. And I think it's because there's usually no end. They're really long because the mangas are super long. So I just don't watch it. But I'm pretty receptive to watching anything. Even if the stuff that my boyfriend puts on is trash, like a car video, I will try to watch it if I feel up to it. That's a weird diss to your boyfriend in the so, <laughs> Keeping so that in. Even if I, I'm not into anime, I was totally willing to give this a shot. My first question is, like, as I watched, I think by the third episode, I was like, is this a BL anime? <laughs> and part no. of me is just like, it should be. Oh, <laughs> because um, the two... <laughs> That's just the fanfic writer in you. The two boys who are the main characters are just pitted against each other and then they end up working as teammates. And then like the parts that make me think that this is a BL anime is that they have thoughts in their head that they say stuff like, wow, his athletic ability is so great. I'm amazed. And then there's like a slow shot of him like (laughs) jumping really high. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's like 
getting aroused because of his athletic ability. <laughs> They're in love. It happened vice versa too. Like, oh wow, he's like such a good player. He's he's so strong or whatever. And then it's like a slow shot of him setting the ball. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is this supposed to be like a turn on? I'm not sure. It's not oh. a BL. I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> I personally don't think it's an uncommon thought for lots of people who watch this, but this anime is technically considered a shonen. It's geared towards boys. So if you can imagine, it's Uh... not just girls who are liking this. It's mostly boys. Although it is written and drawn by a lady. So maybe that's why you feel elements of BL. Hmm. I think what she's trying to convey in those points where they're admiring each other and getting quote-unquote aroused by each other as you would say Mm -hmm. is if you keep watching the anime which i hope you do you'll see how they kind of push each other to become better and better and they push each other's growth not (laughs) each other's buttons in a sexy way do you know what i mean i can see your face being like this sounds more sexual than i thought it was going to be yeah because they set it out that way there's like a give and take with them. Like, oh, if he compromises on that, they could work really well together and they'll be unstoppable duo mm-hmm. as teammates. But you could kind of see that play out romantically too. So that's what I th- why I thought it was a BL anime. It just seemed like, oh, you're two parts of a whole and they'll grow together because they're freshmen mm-hmm. and then they'll, I don't know, find love on the court, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a fanfic that's called Find Love on the Court, <laughs> probably related to this anime. <laughs> but it's not i can see how you see that though that's why i think a lot of girls like it as well because they do find it has a pretty big girl audience and i do think it's because you can kind of just you know squint your eyes a little bit and it becomes a bl (laughs) anime right (laughs) like it's it's close it's close but Mm. it's not do you have other questions not a question but i guess going back to the first impressions thing as far as the story goes i thought it was really well done so far like the setup Mm -hmm. there's i think a little too many characters for me to really wrap my head around who's who Mm -hmm. but even so i think the fact that they centered the story around like the short guy and the emo kid (laughs) in my head i'm just like oh it's a bl this is a love story so that's kind of my thinking going forward. I'll probably continue to think that way even though now I know that it's not. If you keep watching, they really do do a deep dive into all of the characters. And I think that's what makes the show really great is there are side characters, but they will still take the time to flesh them out. Obviously, this is a volleyball anime, so they're going to play other teams and those teams are going to be their rivals. But they never paint the rivals in like a stereotypical evil way. They also do full episodes on the rivals that explain the motive. And it just makes everything really human. And it kind of shows you all the different ways you can get better at something, grow at something, learn. That's why I thought you would like it too, because you're not focused on all these side characters that don't matter. The show will eventually explain all of these things to you. It won't leave you hanging. You're Mm -hmm. not going to have a whistle down moment where you're like, what (laughs) you know like you'll understand everyone's motives and that's the good thing like i will say the story is really good and the writing is just amazing and suddenly after watching this i can watch a regular volleyball game and understand what's going on oh my god you get really good at volleyball terminology from this anyways 
Oh my god. But yeah. You know on Netflix when you watch something and they're like, oh, these are the other recommendations? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've started to be like, oh, what's that anime about? Because mm-hmm. this one kept me interested enough to keep continuing to watch mm-hmm. episodes because it felt short too. Mm-hmm. I might try watching a different anime. Ooh. I feel like you're right in that this was a intro anime. Mm-hmm. I feel like after I've watched a couple of episodes of this, I'm more open to watching other types of anime. That's exciting. I hope you do because I watch a lot of anime and you can use my anime list, which is what you're actually dying to use. (laughs) Full disclosure, I use my drama list like no other and I feel really unaccomplished when I have to mark a drama as dropped on my list or give it one star. I feel like super mad about it, but when I finish one and mark it done, it's so satisfying assigning productivity to watching tv (laughs) (laughs) but a lot of people you know this is a lister or or non-lister question this is my answer to that question yeah clearly you're a lister (laughs) oh we'll finally answer it so so riss is a lister and sam is not a lister yeah exactly but yeah i hope you eventually do watch some more animes because you did like your name i thought you really liked that mm-hmm. and you even watched weathering with you i thought weathering with you was terrible though sorry terrible or just meh uh, okay it was just meh in comparison to your name but also that was probably my fault because we watched it dubbed i think not in the original japanese audio it was probably on hbo max and then when you start playing it it just plays as dubbed shake um, my head Shake which it shouldn't head. by the way <laughs> yeah that should be like a, a choice not a default but yeah that was probably my fault for continuing to watch it dubbed because the guy the voice actor of the boy was so really? so bad he was yelling half the time it made me not like him even though i'm sure in the japanese sound one his his exclamations weren't as annoying <laughs> but in the english dub they were just super annoying I watched Weathering With You in theaters, and yeah, I don't particularly remember hating the Japanese voice actor, so he must have been fine. I don't recall being like, wow, that guy's annoying. Yeah, maybe that's why I haven't really watched or been hooked on anime, because I think all the anime that I have watched have been dubbed in English, like growing up, Sailor Moon, Pokemon, like Digimon, those were all playing on TV and then dubbed, and then when I grew up, I just kind of changed to dramas Mm -hmm. and then never really got back into anime maybe this will be uh exposure into that world but i will say that there are really great japanese dramas that are based off of mangas (laughs) and animes that i would rather watch the the drama for than the anime but those are all the romance ones like hana yuri dango you want to watch the drama not the Mm -hmm. anime you don't want to read the manga. Or even Hanakimi. That's also originally a manga, I think. And even an anime. I think I would also rather watch Oran High School Host Club <laughs> drama version over the anime. That's... I'm so sorry. But yeah, I would rather watch the drama than the anime. That's only because now Oran Host High School looks so whack compared to new anime. New anime looks so fucking good 
Do you know what I mean? Like, if I could show you mm. the animes that are more on the fantasy side, you'd be like, holy shit, the animation is so crazy. It has evolved so much. I hope you get to that point where I can maybe get you to dip your toes in it because, wow, the animation these days is mind-blowing. It's crazy good. I did see, um, like, on the Netflix recommendations that... I was reading the synopsis for Demon Slayer and it sounded pretty interesting. And that's Ooh. more like dark fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Not like slice of life. No. It is BL. Not a slice of life. <laughs> slice that of life is... BL. So Demon Slayer, I went to Japan end of 2019, right before Corona. And dude, Demon Slayer was killing it in Japan. They released a movie in relation to Demon Slayer. And it broke the Spirited Away box office record in Japan. Mm. Yeah, that's just crazy, don't you think? Mm. That this anime movie was so hyped because the animation was so good in the season that when the movie released, it broke records like that. That's crazy. And Demon Slayer is pretty good. But there's... Like the story? Yeah. I mean, the story is pretty straightforward if you watch a lot of shonen animes. You know, it's the main guy fighting for... He has some sort of redemption or some sort of grudge that he needs to fight for. There's another anime right now that I actually think you would really like if you're open to a more fantasy thing. It's called like Jujutsu no Kaisen. And it takes a lot of those tropes and it spins them in a really funny way. So I think if you were to watch Demon Slayer first and then watch Jujutsu no Kaisen, you would only be in the pure visual era of anime you would only experience Mm. the good (laughs) looking animes and so that would be like your taste now i think Hmm. i was gonna say you know the other netflix recommendation that stood out to me was made sama so (laughs) so i feel like i feel like maybe your recommendations are like they're more nicely produced Mm -hmm. Me, I'm kind of like, oh, I wonder what it would be like if they took all the K-drama tropes and put it into an anime. Oh, if you... I would like still like that. I think you would. There's this anime I'm also watching, and it's a romance one called Hori Mia. I think you'd probably like that if you're interested. It's not on Netflix, but you know how to find things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, if you're open to it, it would be cool if you started watching it. Because I do feel like now a lot of my watch list is anime the episodes are short mm. you get a lot of story and i didn't watch anime very much for a while but now since the pandemic i actually started haikyuu during the pandemic and it was like having friends when i was really lonely you know what i mean i was like oh, i feel like i'm on the team like i'm you're cheering for a similar cause and it helps mm. you feel less lonely, especially during the pandemic when I was like, when you first hit that low during your pandemic and you don't know what mm. to feel anymore, where you're like, I'm never going to go outside again. I'm never going to see people. It helped me feel like mm. I had friends, like I made friends during the pandemic, which is really sad to admit, but whatever. I will say I like the animation too in this one. It has like a funny element to it, a little bit whimsical, like everyone's serious talking about the volleyball and they'll be like, oh yeah, and that short kid over there and then it's like cuts to him looking all mad. <laughs> I think that's cute mm-hmm. and it reminds me of like that Sailor Moon is pretty and stuff and her transformation is like so beautiful, but then there are parts where she's just uh, a little bit ditzy and mm-hmm. like people make fun of her because she's kind of dumb mm-hmm. and then she's sitting in the back kind of like, mm. 
mm-hmm. not happy about it, but it's like cute. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something only anime can do too. Okay, well, I'm glad that you generally liked it. So at the end of every episode, usually we would play a shoot, bang, or marry that is very innocent. But this time, considering the fact that these are anime characters and they're in high school, we will not be doing that. We're instead just going to discuss our favorite and least favorite characters this time. So take it away, Chris. My favorite character so far has been probably Kageyama because he has so many issues. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, so I'm I'm just looking forward to his arc, his like character mm-hmm. arc. Because I'm sure he'll overcome them and then he'll probably be really good at what he does. And he's really into, what is it? He's a setter, so he's like really into it and like he has passion for it. So I think that it'll probably prevail in the end. Like I'm looking forward to his story arc. My least favorite character probably... If it's like someone that's small, like a side side character, it'd probably be Kageyama's, his middle school classmates, oh, <laughs> who yeah. are like, man, what's with that guy? They're yeah. like, oh, you're so self-serving. And they give him the side eye and they don't help him win the match or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have to choose like a side character, mm-hmm. then I would say, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to offend you. No. I'm going to say Hinata. I feel like the anime makes it that you either pick one or the other. At first, you tend to just pick one or the other that you like more. Right, because they're pitted against each other at first. Yeah. Yeah, so Hinata, because he's too overzealous. Like, sometimes <laughs> it's just over the top. If I was his friend or, like, his classmate in real life, I'd be like, oh, he's a tryhard. I appreciate that he does try really hard, but also it comes off as a tryhard. Yeah. Like, he's just really eager. He can't really control Mm -hmm. his emotions around the game yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that change later? Yeah, it changes. Okay. I think you'll really enjoy the character progression. Now that you've seen a lot of it, can you foresee my choices changing a lot? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I Hmm. I think both characters grow so that they're not so much pitted against each other, but you root for them separately, and you understand how they work together and how they're going to push each other like in not a BL way (laughs) yeah I just think you would really come to enjoy the story and what it turns into that's good to know okay I'm just forcing you to watch the rest of this basically I'm like watch it (laughs) yeah it's so good but it really is well now that you've watched a lot of episodes can you say your favorite character has changed throughout like I'm sure you had like someone you were interested in in the beginning and then like later on someone else became more interesting yeah even for me i think in the beginning you know how we said you either pick kageyama or hinata to really root for and you pick kageyama i i picked hinata because i (laughs) (laughs) look so disappointed in me but i think it's a really relatable thing where people underestimate you based on their first impression or what they can just see about you right away and he works really, really hard to break that perception. And I just think that that's cool. That's admirable. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that feeling of being underestimated and being counted out. And then when you show up and you have a certain skill that no one else has, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tend to root for characters like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Kageyama was always the prodigy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I initially cheered for Hinata more than Kageyama and I did think Kageyama was quite emo 
in the beginning. Like, he also didn't know how to control his emotions in relation to not the game, but his teammates. But you end up rooting for both later. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. They, like, set it up so that that happens. That at least the two main characters have a story arc. I'm just really teasing you into watching this. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it now. I'm force-feeding you. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to because I think it's, this is, like, one of those shows that I'll probably watch on and off and not super into it if you know what i mean is that a good thing or a bad thing i can't tell that's a good thing because i don't watch it like i don't like watching anime anyways but you know i'm really thinking about watching maid sama (laughs) isn't it really similar to the one that matsu jun was in do you remember that where he's like the pet oh you know i really liked that drama it was super (laughs) old but yeah i really liked it I didn't like it at first, but it really grew on me. There's also a remake of it, by the way. Who's the pet? I don't think it's someone from Johnny's, so it's probably someone else. But it's also like a very cute looking boy. (laughs) Of course. That's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email us at projectbcfpodcast at gmail.com if you have a suggestion for an interesting show we should talk about or you have a random topic you want to suggest. You can also DM us on Instagram and Twitter at projectbcf. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Bye!